Hey guys, this is John with VP Precision. I got my buddy Morgan on the phone with us today. Um, it's a lovely Monday. He just got out of class and was generous enough to jump on here for a minute. We got about an hour or so. Wanted to bust one out and get it on, get it published soon, as soon as possible. I gotta apologize for the delay. It's been, oh, it's been a while. We had a, a shot a little bit and then we also got evacuated from a fire and everything was a bit crazy and moving back in and doing insurance claims and all that garbage. So everything's good. Everybody's safe. And I'm ready to shoot and BS with Morgan a little bit. He's my, uh, we make all kinds of little Mormon jokes and short jokes. And he makes fun of us <laughs> from being from liberal, liberal Oregon. So we have, a, we have a fun time traveling together, a lot of trash talking. So this one should be pretty laid back. He just jumped on here. I said, hey, let's, uh, anything specific. He's like, no, we'll just, so we're just going to BS and work our way through it. So thanks for coming on, buddy. Oh, thanks for having me. Yep. Um, what? Let's see. I don't know where we're going to start. We're, we've only got about an hour. I'm sure we've got lots to talk about. So we'll do this one, and I'm sure we'll do one again in the future. Um, real quick, I'm going to tease a giveaway. I still got to make it official. Um, Get, a Gri Get a Grip Customs is going to do kind of a big pistol rework package giveaway, stippling and slide work and everything. So I'm teasing that. We'll do the official announcement with Jake, but just – I want to give you guys a heads up. That's a pretty cool deal. If you got a Glock or MMP or something, he can work over. He mainly does Glocks though. So, but anyway, all right, let's get going. So, you have been on fire this year on PRS and NRL. It's been fun to watch. Um, you shot pretty good last year. You had you have one win last year or two. Yeah. Yeah, one. The, I, that I won that Cal California match. That was kind of at the end of the year, and then. And so people didn't know who you were a lot. Well, everybody knows who you are now. I know you like to pretend like they don't, but you've been burning no, it down. No, they don't. Nobody knows who I am. Oh, shut up! You're the you're the guy in the in the cowboy shirt with the 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 coolest jersey around. So, oh frick! Nobody. <laughs> well, that's the only thing they know. They're like, who is that guy? That's usually what people think when they see it matches. I know. There's the guy with that shirt that's like a jersey, but not. So. No, they usually think, oh, who is that guy? But, <laughs> you know, sometimes by the end of the match, they know who I am. <laughs> yeah, like most of the time this year. So, all right, let's uh, let's jump back a little bit. How kind of are you well, – how old are you? I know you're married. You have a kid. You have kind of a pretty new kid, right? Yeah, he's uh, seven months. Right on. Okay. I'm, I'm 28, so I'm – most people think I look 18, so. That's a good problem. Yeah, it's not a bad deal no. other than – yeah, when you're young, it is, but as you get older, it'll be better and better and better because all those guys that looked old, then they'll look ancient, and you'll still look young, so it's perfect. Oh, yeah, about like you. You don't look very old. Yeah, age. and I'm 40. Uh, <laughs> An old man. I know. Yeah, I get the old jokes. So, anyway, all right, so you, so 28, you, I know you've been heavy into rodeo. Um, what, you, what, you team roping, or what did you do on, on the rodeo side? I rope calves. Okay. Um, I still do. I, I haven't did as much this year because I started shooting, um, and then it started going kind of good. So, yeah. I mean, they canceled a bunch of rodeos because of the COVID, and then mm -hmm. shooting just kind of worked out a little bit better this year. So, yeah. I just started doing that, and then, I don't know, it's addicting. <laughs> yes, so, it is. I've been thinking about loading up. There's the match in Montana this week, and I've been really – thinking about uh hurrying and just last minute jumping in and driving up there but you should I'm, I, I don't know if i'll get it done 
Yeah, well, you should. I'd be, it'd be. I've never shot there. I want to. I just, I was like, man, I can't. I need to take a break. We got a bunch of shooting coming up in October, so I think how much stuff here I want to do. So I was, I was thinking about it too, and I just, I decided last night. I was like, all right, I'm staying home this weekend and working on guns. I can, I can shoot my guns because the smoke's gone, so I can see. Um, so I'm gonna do some catch up on that. But yeah, you should, uh, you should run up there. You, you've been. You have shot. We get. It, let's see. We got to do some sort of order here. We're just gonna. We're gonna BS, and our time's gonna go away. So, <laughs> I'll, we'll get back to this. But okay. So, twenty-eight. Um, you grew growing up shooting from pretty young age, like hunting, hunting, like normal redneck yeah. stuff, or what? Well, I mean, we hunted quite a. Well, not like nothing like. Uh, just like the yearly mule deer and everything else. Kid, we always just yeah. grew up hunting. Deer hunting, that's right. You show up the mountain, everybody shows up with their gun, everybody shoots a deer, and then, you know, in high school, got into hunting just, like, a little bit more seriously, and then okay. uh, started coyote hunting just a little bit. Not not a ton, but just enough to make me want, you know, a gun that shoots a little bit better than what I had, and okay. kind of sparked the interest. So is that where the bug for long range came in? Was coyotes, man? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, because... My grand, well, I started, I got a 223. Okay. And then I started reloading because, you know, everybody wants to get into reloading to save money. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, shit, if I could see where I was going to be now, I mean, $100,000 later. Yeah, oh, gosh, it's horrible. You don't even, like, I don't even like going into the garage and seeing what I got. It's, <laughs> it's sad. It, it but, is. We're all in the same boat with that. And everybody that does this understands you, like, you start out with a, a cheap press and a little balance beam scale and then you blink your eyes and you've got twenty thousand dollars of reloading stuff and that's just oh, yeah. that's just a little bit of the problem <laughs> <laughs> and then guns yep. and oh so it just gets worse yeah okay so you kind of started into that and then you you went to call you went to four years of school and now for those of you guys that don't know morgan shot like freaking shot every weekend this whole year and then you just started vet school like what three weeks ago oh it's been about a month a month and you've still yeah, been shooting you've been you've been shooting yeah, almost well, every weekend they've been they've been pretty close and it's i i've had to you know change up how i go yeah uh like earlier on in the summer it wasn't quite every weekend but it was pretty close like i i i would say i probably went the most out of anybody i and i'm not saying that just because i just no you went to a lot of uh, matches there's nothing there's just, nothing wrong I went, you, you went to it was cool. i just went everywhere because i i didn't get it nobody got to go anywhere this spring and i was planning on going to some matches and yeah. then i was kind of disappointed because we couldn't go yeah and there wasn't many rodeos to go to and i'm used to just like hitting it hard when it goes to rodeo and you summertime yeah. rolls around and you just go yeah. and then I didn't have anything to do and it drives me nuts sitting home on the weekend so <laughs> I'm like oh and then I meet Matt yeah and, and that's uh, that's Mr. Production or Trojan Horse or whatever you guys want to call him from an earlier podcast production. or Loudmouth Two-Stroke we got a lot of names for Matt <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it depends on how good you know him yeah exactly what name you give him exactly I guess that's the same I guess that's the same with all of us <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But uh, and then it's like I meet him, and he wants to go about as much as I do. And yeah. uh, I, I mean, we just started going everywhere, and then pretty soon, I, I mean, you'd get home on Monday and have to size all your brass, 
and get it all prepped and then have to be loaded by Wednesday to fly out on Thursday. Yeah. And it, Rinse I don't know, kind of snowball. But now, now like uh, going to New Mexico, I had class on Friday in the morning and then I got out of class and had all my stuff loaded up and I just, I stopped by the house real fast to say bye to my wife and then mm-hmm. drove down there and stayed at my in-laws house. They were out of town and then, and then, uh, drove all night, um, Sunday night and made it to class in the morning on Monday. <laughs> Dude, you got so much energy. I remember last year we were at a match, um, I think it was Quiet Riot in Utah, and we shot <laughs> all day, and then you're like, gotta go, and you jumped in a car and went off to some rodeo, rodeoed all night, and it was like a ways, away. it wasn't like 20, 10 hours away, but it was hours no. away. It was, yeah, it was a couple hours, it wasn't too too far, but... <laughs> and so you get back at 1 in the morning and show up the next morning, and like, hey, I'm back. <laughs> you're like, did you win? You're like, I'm not sure. I had high score when I left, but I had to leave. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then you roll. So I was like, man, this guy's got some energy. I love it. So, um, Yeah, that's I'm used to it because that's how rodeoing is. You, you yeah. like, I mean, shoot, over the 4th of July, you might enter um, anywhere from 6 to 10 rodeos. Jeez. Um into like a five day stretch and then you're you're just like you'll show up somewhere rope and you might show up in the slack rope in the morning and then drive and sometimes depending on like on the fourth you might be able to hit a um like an afternoon slack somewhere okay and so you'll stop rope in the afternoon there and then drive and try to hit somewhere in the night and then <laughs> and then most of the time you're then the next morning you're up somewhere else. So you got, you might have to drive all night and you might have to drive, wake up real early and drive. And then you just keep doing that for four or five days. So traveling, just just sleeping, traveling and shooting is like a, is like a vacation compared to rodeo. Is that what you're saying? Oh my God. <laughs> like being able to like, it, it is awesome when you, Oh, we just hang out and go to roadhouse all the time. Room and you're just like, Oh yeah. Texas roadhouse every night. <laughs> you get it. You get to go sit in the air conditioning in the hotel room and just like chill out. Pretty chill. I mean, I'm used to sweating and the only AC you gets in the tr- in the cab of the truck and you're <laughs> sleeping with your neck all bent. You wake up with a stiff neck and you still got to go rope. <laughs> we need to get you a, a roadhouse sponsorship. This boy likes the roadhouse oh, okay. more than anybody I've ever met. So like steaks, <laughs> come on, anybody. I'm no, I'm a, big, hey, I'm a big fan of snakes too. I, I like them. So, okay. So did you, so growing up competitive wise, like mindset wise, um, that's always a question that comes up all the time. Did you grow up playing sports or were you rodeoing from a young age or obviously you're super competitive? Where did, where did you start seeing that start and how does that developed? So, uh, I mean, I, when I was growing up, uh, I played a little bit like, you know, little league baseball mm. and stuff like that, but like, wasn't like super, um, into it a ton. I played, um, right before I, I quit right before high school. Cause I was like, well, I want a rodeo cause they have high okay. school rodeos pretty big here in Utah. Okay. And so, well, I say big, but that's like saying the P- the PRS is big. It's yeah. big in certain communities among certain people. Yeah. It's, it's, so, a, it's a popular niche. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I did, I high school rodeoed all the way through high school and was pretty competitive that way. And then, and then have college rodeoed and pro rodeoed and done that. And uh, I don't know. I, 
I like competing in anything. Like, uh, yeah. we played cornhole at the house. I get yeah, okay. too competitive about it. Like, I mean, it's bad. <laughs> and, and you know, what's sad is I think, I don't even know if I was as competitive in high school and in my early twenties as I am now. It, it's, that's crazy. it's way worse. Yeah. That's crazy. It, I was, uh, I was probably, I probably was the most competitive around 18 to 25, I think. But I was the same way. I, it would be like we'd play games at the house, play Pictionary over Christmas or something with the family. And like, man, it, well, our whole family's competitive, but it gets it gets fiery. There's a lot of people that don't like to play games with uh, with uh, the whole our whole family, extended family, because we get so fired up. So <laughs> there's oh, something yeah, there's yeah, something about that level of competitiveness, though, that you have to have to compete. It's just it's balancing it. It's hard, man. Like every weekend you get, I get so fired up and about stuff. You're like, okay, take a breath. You know, if something doesn't go your way or something dumb happens. Like I had to bite my tongue this weekend a little bit over a couple of things down in Oklahoma. And it's just like, it's like, Hey, chill out. This is just a game. <laughs> so, I, but you got to have I, it though uh, to do well. Oh, I think that's the number one thing. People ask me all the time. Like, yep. how do you win? How do you do that? And I'm like, you know, I don't know how to even explain it. It's just you kind of have to want to bad enough. And I don't even know if it's so much that I love winning so much that I hate losing. It's yeah, it's hate losing. Same here. (laughs) This last weekend, Paul put on um, Paul down. Yep. um, Paul put on that big twenty-two match. Yeah, he he came on here and we did we talked twenty-twos a little bit. We need to do that again. But he puts on a crazy match. I saw you just you just won that spoiler alert. But good congrats. Yeah, thanks. I went there though and borrowed. So that morning I showed up, um, and he called me the night before and he's like, "You should come." And I'm like, "Ah, don't really want to go." I went to one NRL twenty-two match. Yeah. Last last maybe it was this spring. Like or it was like the winter time, so okay. it was sometime in the winter. It was snowing, okay, and I hated it. I thought it was dumb, and I and not no offense to anybody yeah, yeah. does it. It's just I didn't like it because it. I took a I took a Ruger ten twenty two that it was just like a hundred dollar barrel that I put on. Yeah, the thing. you're just missing targets. And and... It shot okay. No, I hit. I missed two targets, and I don't know how I missed them, but that's all I missed all day. Oh geez, okay, so it was a little meatball. Yo, it was, it was, they were huge targets. Yeah. Everything was huge. Okay. And the gun shot, okay, but not, not that good. It's yeah. semi-automatic. Yeah. And, and, uh, I shot, then you shoot a little paper stage and that was the, kind of the separator. I think I ended up like third or something. Oh, Because there was, yeah. Paul was there, some other yep. guy was there. Yep. And, but if I had to clean the steel, probably would have won the match. And I'm like, I don't really want to shoot one of these because if I had a bolt gun, I had to clean the steel. Yep. And... And if that's and Paul's like, yeah, it, it kind of is like this about every time. Oh, and I wow. just decided, oh, I'm I'm good. I'll just stick yep. to the center fire stuff. Yep. And uh, but Paul's like, I promise this one, you're gonna miss targets as he said. Yep. It. So, and sure enough, I mean, he put on a very hard match. But I have not had my butt whooped by a match like I got my butt whooped this last <laughs> weekend. That's awesome. And so. I was like getting, I was thinking I was losing. Yeah. I was, oh, I I was getting, I'd get mad after stages and it's really hard to balance the, like how competitive you are. Um, cause you just get to where you just hate losing. Yep. And I'm, I mean, you gotta lose to humble you and all that, but it sure sucks. Yeah. So in regards to this match, 
we I, we were talking about this this weekend down in Oklahoma a little bit. The difference in you know tar, high hit percentage matches and low hit percentage matches. Seems like there's been a lot of higher hit percentage matches this year. I know uh, New Mexico and Utah were, were when we were there very high. A lot of clean stages, and it's it, it's easy to tell where you're at in those kind of matches. Have, I've shot just a couple just skull drag we shot one match a jc steel match where orgain won with and his hit percentage for the weekend was 56 percent out of 230 rounds and like those matches just crush you but i kind of miss them i want to shoot more of them i remember just feeling terrible and i think i was top three in that match i can't remember where third or fourth or second i don't remember all i know is austin won it and he had 56 percent i'm like and I remember thinking I was in last place. It hurt so bad to shoot that match. But I kind of miss them versus, you know, cleaning half the stages or more. Then you're like, you know, it's it's just a different feel. It's a different mentality. It's a different grind, which 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 I like. It sounds like this 22 match was that way a little bit. Oh, he had a 30-round – or a couple of 20-round stages. He had a 30-round stage. Jeez. Was it? Did you feel like you learned standards. something? Did you think? Yeah, all kinds of stuff. Did you feel like you learned something and you enjoyed yeah, yeah. it more? Did you like it? I mean, I, I actually I liked that. The way he put it on, if the, if all the NRL twenty two matches are like that, I'd have a twenty two because I shot okay. one of his right handed, yep, right handed guns that I showed up and just put my trigger and my chassis on it okay because he had some random deal on anyways yeah and i shot it and it slowed me down or i felt like i would have been a lot better okay but the biggest thing i mean it, about um as far as learning stuff i thought it was the i just gotta i need it if i'm gonna do that i gotta have a i gotta have a left-handed gun yeah and i because that's what i told paul i or somebody, it was somebody else I was talking to. Yeah. I don't know if I can quite judge the, how fast the stages were because I was running them right-handed and yeah. timing out. Oh, gotcha. And, and so, well, I, I was running it left-handed, but a right-handed bolt. Yeah, yeah. So I time out on like a 14-round stage that, I mean, with two minutes, normally I'd always get through. Yeah, you're a fast shooter. You, you totally would. So. so I couldn't really judge exactly how fast it was. I mean, I knew most people were probably not going to get through it, but – I mean, I was going to get through most of them, but like the bait, Paul's really good at like, uh, mentally screwing with you. Got it. Okay. It's like he, it's like he writes the course of fire just, just to like, just turn, um, get you. But I did make a couple rookie mistakes. Like nice. I didn't that, uh, you know, when you have a, your rev off on your, oh turn. yeah, oh yeah. One of those deals. <laughs> yeah. Well, shoot when you're when you're dialing 16 mils to shoot a target because it's a 22. Like you're, if you get way into territory you don't normally get to in these matches. So, oh, I'm, dude, I mean, how often do you do we ever really go out of the first rev on our scope? Hardly ever. Maybe once a match. I swear, Paul put a he put a hundred yard KYL right after shooting 450 with a with a 22. <laughs> so purpose. you're like. <laughs> Oh yeah, and so and it's sure enough. That's all. I mean, it's not. It's a scope I'm not familiar with. Yep. And so, I mean, I'm used to with the Leopold. I always go right back to the stop because it yep. locks there. It you locks. know. Uh-huh. So I'm just used to, just to going right back to it. The night force, I just go went to zero and just forgot about it. Yep. And then I'm sending them. I took me. It was my own stupidity. I mean, it took me six rounds to figure out that. <laughs> You're I another was, zip code. <laughs> oh yeah. 
and Paul's watching and like finally that's the only way I heard is and and this is a probably I don't know there's a every I mean I just got a new set of electronic ears so I hear yeah I hear somebody like whisper it and yeah I'm like oh my god <laughs> you heard him say six round in someone saying you're a rev off yeah that's funny and, and Paul's like I would have said something. If you, but you weren't quite close enough to my telephone pole to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you weren't going to hurt anything. Oh, oh I was funny. so furious at myself after that. That Those are the types of things that are really hard for me because I, oh, can, yeah. I can handle the wind or whatever, yep. but if I do it to myself, it's just so hard. That, that's agree. hard. I agree. I'm the same boat. Yep. We're all going to get beat up by wind, but trying to not make middle mistakes is huge. So, so you uh, – Back to shooting like centerfire stuff. When did you? It was last year. What was your kind of your rookie year? Uh, a couple years ago. As far as like, maybe last year I went more than I ever had before. Before that, I kind of was floating at like two or three national matches a year, and it depended on the league. Okay. Okay. I, I think I bought my PRS membership in like 2016. Okay. Cool. But but I just kind of would go to a couple of them. I would go to a lot of the local matches around here. Yeah. And and I always did pretty well in the local matches, but I never really took it serious. And because mm-hmm. there's a complete, I mean, you know as well as I do, going to a single a one day match, and versus going to a two day match and doing good in a two day match. Yeah. Is way I think there it it there the level of complexity of winning one of those versus a, a one day match is yeah it's it's a lot more it's, it's a, a lot whole, harder. yeah it's a whole different thing two days of shoot that's i i don't even i'm not a huge fan of one day just because anyone can have a good day it gets harder to have two days it gets harder to have three days and so on so just to be consistent so i i like i like the grind of a two day you know it's you can have a bad day one and really work hard or you can have a good day one and then you get up in your head and you got to be like, okay you know and then try not to fall apart on day two or whatever so there's all there's all kinds of different mental stuff and and consistency stuff. So, so 16, 17, 18, kind of, kind of shooting local and shooting a few nationals when they're close or drive to. And then last year you hit it pretty hard. I remember we shot Arizona together first time last year. You ended up winning your first match at California and you got around and shot quite a bit, quite a bit more. You went to the finale in, um, at K&M last year, didn't you? And Andy, did you go to, you went to both finales last year? Yeah, I went to both of them. I actually went so in 2017. Uh-huh. I actually went. I went to that PRS finale when it was in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. but that was the reason why I went is it was through the club thing. Oh, okay. So I, I went there, and I did go to the NRL one. But okay, cool. Everybody, everybody made it that year. I think. Yeah, early on you get in for sure. Um, yeah. So then, what, what's your what's your um, your caliber progression? Like, would you would you start with good? Did you start with like a three hundred win mag, or did you start with a six mil or something? Did you get some good coaching went, from the get go? Uh, no, I went to my first match. I mean, it was kind of around here. It was pretty like when I first went. I think it was the fall of two thousand fifteen. I went to a like a little local. Uh, there's some local matches in Price, which I think you've shot there at that North Springs match. I don't think I have. I don't know. Maybe I have. You would know more than I do. I don't. I can't keep track of them all, and you know the area. <laughs> I go down there. What was that? Oh, I uh, sorry. Something beeped. Yeah. I'm, can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. 
Um, no, I'm not. I'm not sure if I've shot there or not. I shot the Quiet Riot. That's the only one I know. But um, oh, it's sure. it's it's uh, right down the road from that one, I guess. Okay. okay. But it's. I went there and didn't know what I was doing, but I had a. I built it for hunting. It was a seven mag. Okay. With a, and uh, <laughs> and it was mag fed though. It, but I but I had lost the magazine, <laughs> literally. Two weeks before hunting, so I only had one mag, oh, one five rounder, and I would, so I would go up to the stages and I'd have some rounds tucked in my uh, in your like belt I buckle, had, like I'm in my in my sleeve. Oh, come shoot. on, I'm better than that. I was come hoping on. for the belt buckle. <laughs> well, if I could do it over again, I would get a, get a story. little round holder on that big old thing. That'd be perfect. So. Oh yeah, well I put it. I put two sap you know holders yep. right there on my belt buckle you know and then just pull them out real fast <laughs> That's throw them awesome. up in there <laughs> i love it i love it but dude freaking I, started with the seven mag how long did that last a barrel was shot out after the first match no i mean yeah pretty much i mean <laughs> yeah, it, you, it, i guess you wouldn't know the difference i could have made it through i would have i would have made it through a couple matches i actually shot pretty good i was i got fourth in that match oh nice right on i just i just thought well i'll try this out and it turned out it was okay but that, awesome. i mean it was a completely different game back then i mean okay especially around here you mean do you the guys the level of competition around here from then to now is it's completely different dude everywhere like, it's crazy i was just this weekend being down there was a bunch of there was some new kids shooting and you're like man just real consistent everybody's got a good setup it's everyone knows a lot of people know what's going on there's a lot of competition out there it's it's pretty fun to see it's challenging it's, there's a lot of good guys out there now but and utah's well, just blown up with competition i just think there's so much information out there like you yep. can get on like right now anybody can get on and listen to yep. john pinch and jake vibbert talking on their podcast and tell you to all the top shooters what to do <laughs> and what not to do and and how to do it and so you know it's it's guys like you and and uh, like that Cal Zant that yeah. does the precision rifle blog yeah, or whatever. Blog, guys sure. like that that are you know getting information out there. Like I didn't know what to yeah. have for a caliber. I mean, yeah. Two months later, I had a six foot six five Creedmoor though. The next one I went to. So getting closer, getting warmer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh. I mean, everybody was doing that. Six yep. five forty seven was you know all their age. Yep, yep, for sure. So that's cool. So you went there to a six five Creed. When did you, you you get into the Dasher last year, the year before? Mm, no, I think it was two thousand. It was in two thousand seventeen. Okay, so you're pretty early on in that. Yeah, yeah. That, and that's what you're still running is the Dasher. Yeah, I started basically. I went six five Creed more, and I did a uh, six hundred round stint into a six uh, XC that okay. didn't shoot, and then <laughs> it got it got a. a a dasher barrel and i don't know how many of those i've burned out a lot all right let's run through your gear i'm sure people wondering so you you're shooting dasher got run through you know you got sponsors and stuff too so actions stock scopes all your all your gear yeah uh i'm a 90 degree guy unlike you <laughs> you'll come around <laughs> it's all right uh, no no one day you'll figure out yeah. your i like those lone peak boys they're good guys <laughs> oh mike and brian are they're awesome dudes. they're good they're... guys yep oh yeah absolutely so so running the lone run... peak action yep i run the lone peak okay 
to good action. I run uh, the MPA chassis. I, yeah, you just switched, switched to the Matrix, right? Yeah, I shot and um, I switched two days before New Mexico. Yep. And Are you digging it? Yeah, it feels fine. I mean, there. I didn't know that there was weight in the back that I could take out of it. I was okay. pretty excited when I could take some weight out of the back. I put all the weights in the front to get it to bounce. Okay. Um, far enough forward. But if I take the weight out in the back, it's it balances even better for me. So. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, was it a big adjustment going from the regular chassis to that, or was it pretty? Is it pretty straightforward? I felt like it's pretty good. The yeah. where your hand comes in um, to your trigger. Yeah. It's a little little bit different. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. You didn't need to yeah. go there. <laughs> so, yeah, but the but the, the, the butt same. stocks. I mean, the butt stock to me looks like the biggest difference. Where it's got it that. looks it looks different, right? Yeah, but. Um, as far as like putting your face on it, same if you, if you're blindfolded, you wouldn't know unless you felt around down there. Yeah. What about riding the bag? Like it's got a longer stock. It seems like, does that, does it feel like it rides any different? I like it. Okay. Um, because you don't have the open space. The difference would be maybe on a tripod stage. If your tripod's placed a little different, you don't have the forgiveness of shoving that leg forward. Got it. Okay. Into that big open space there, you know? Yep. I know what you're talking about. Okay. It's more like just riding a regular old butt hook stock, you know? Yep. Okay. So Lone Peak MPA, keep going. Um, Obviously, Leopold Optics. Atta baby. Atta baby. Yeah. Best optics out there. I don't know how many people I try to tell. I'm just like, if you want stuff to work, just get one you're one of the few that you had a tangent and went to a loophole i've i remember that was the one thing i remember quiet riot i think was, yeah was it yeah. a schmidt or a tangent i can't no it was a tangent that's what i thought i was like i was like where'd well, your scope you go in my squad when that happened yeah well yeah and then you show up when you got a loophole i'm like hey what right on he's like yeah i just i had it threw it on there i like it and then that's how we ended up you know with you i was like man i was talking to some guys last year i was like he's already shooting them let's freaking bring him on and you came on you're and then we've been working on that radical. You've been you've been one of the guys. We got you know Gardazzi and Bertacchini, and you and I are are kind of running that new radical and getting the feedback and kind of doing that final revision on it. So so that's been super fun. So I know I'm glad that you got that going because that thing is it's it's awesome. When I it comes it. out, I mean I know people probably are well. I people ask me about we it. I'm sure they questions. they oh, hound yeah. you about it. Oh yeah. It's, it's so, good. We got a lot of people asking this week and I, and I'm like, Hey, can I look? I was like, yeah, you can, it's, it's totally fine to look. We just can't, we're not posting pictures of it online or anything, but yeah, look through it. And I kind of explained to him what we're working on, but we're getting close. People keep asking, it's like, man, I want it to be next month, but I, it sounds like revisions are coming in quick. We'll do final and then it goes into production. And you know, I don't know what lead times are. I don't know how elections and COVID and th- this whole year seems like we had the fires were so bad around here and they're just up the road. We are, they're, smoke was so thick people were staying home from work and you know we just just 2020 can get over with but i would i would like to see that scope in 2020 but um when it comes out yeah if with that reticle i don't think there's like for the money you can't buy a better no not for the money i mean you can make the argument of schmidt glass or tangent glass or some of these other uh, things but man for the price and what you get yeah yeah i've been through and if you just look at their track record (laughs) you can't beat them you can't well right now go try to beat one (laughs) it's it's been a been a decent year so it's been it's been good so all right so we're lone peak 
GMPA, uh, Loophold, what what else? What are you running uh, for barrels? Priest Precision. Oh, that's right. Oh, Garrett. Yeah, Garrett spins up my barrels, and he does. Doing a good uh, job. I mean, he does a really good job. I run same brass in every chamber. and Perfect. Never have an issue. Never change my dies. Yep. Just leave it all the same. I don't even change my load anymore. I just yeah. shoot it, and it shoots good. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a good dude too. He's over there in Utah by you, so he's a it's that's cool. They've been super consistent. So what what barrels is are you are you running? Are you switching um, around? Kind of anything. Yep. Basically, if if he's got one on the shelf, I put it on. Okay. I mean, perfect. Just I've run proofs. I've run Hawk Hills. I've run Bartlands. Krieger. Okay. Yeah, I mean. Need to get you some benchmarks. Any, huh? <laughs> so I need to get you some benchmarks. Um, I've never used one of those. I know. I've heard good things. Mike and Brian, they're all about them. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've been I've been pretty happy. That's what I've switched to this year. But um, uh, I also heard you were giving away five thousand four fifty primers to everybody that listens to this podcast. Is that true? Oh, really? Yeah. I wish. <laughs> I can't. I can't find primers to save my life. <laughs> you and everybody else, buddy. Oh, I I was. <laughs> I was crapping my pants like I'm, I mean it was bad. Finally, uh, Derek Webster in uh, yep. Georgia when I was out there, he he hooked me up with two thousand of them. Nice. Because I'm I'm down to I have twenty five hundred primers left and it's yeah. not looking good. Dude, it's gonna be. Well, I'll talk about. It. I need to get some like component expert on like some retail guy or some supplier and and talk about that because it's it's getting it's crazy i'm i'm getting worried about components in the next because i don't think it's going to change in the next i don't know year or two there's the demand for primers no. is out of control so I'm talking gonna, to dan yeah at the last match he's like eh, I, maybe two years i'm like holy yeah. moly i about bought i think i might still just get on gun broker and buy a couple maybe even three cases of them i don't even care what i pay for them yeah, they're going for three or four times the price, but at least you have them. I mean, that's that's the thing. I'm gonna start. I've, I've got so many pistol primers. I wonder if I could throw pistol primers in a dasher case and shoot it. So I think you can. I think so. I, th- I want to find out. But anyway. um, so you got barrels. You got anything else? Anything other sponsors or what? What triggers um, do you like? Are you Bix or Trigger Tech? I I just I have a Trigger Tech. I like them. Bill Diamond. I have Same two here. of them, and they. They work pretty good. I I run them a little lighter than most guys do. What are you running? But uh, I run it at like the lowest setting. What is? Well, I don't even know what that is. is that I think four ounces I, or something? I think it's well. Uh, Paul Higley. Um, I was at a match, and I said, "Hey, try this out." And he goes, "Wow, that's way light." So he pulls out his sugar gauge, and it was like four ounces or three okay. and a half. I think that's their close. That's their minimum. I think is what they say. But. I did turn it up a couple clicks, but then I don't know. You know how they get one gets dirty, and then you put it in a different gun, and yep. so I I'll, I'll kind of change it every so often. So it usually floats between. I think now I don't go much lower than six, yep. and I don't go much higher than eight. Okay, okay, yeah, that's a lot of guys are in that six six ounce that, that kind of range. Um, any uh, what else? Anything oh, else? Muzzle Arm- brakes or Armageddon gear? I know you're running the game changers yeah. and everything. I do, I do uh, run the whole schmedium. That thing yep. is, it's hard to beat that thing. Yeah, heavy fill schmedium, if you guys wonder. That's a pretty go-to bag for a lot of us. I know that's what I'm running, and Jake's running, and you're running, and a lot of us are running the same stuff. So um, The mini's good, the mini sand fill's good, but the schmedium just seems like it fills those, gives you a little more clearance on some awkward props or rocks, or a tank trap gets you up a little bit more than the mini does. 
a little bit and if you're going, more surface area. If, yeah, if you're going to like a match and and say you're flying or something, you can actually leave your OG home. Yeah, because you know, you know, like someone's gonna like have a, one. <laughs> a, yeah, some. Well, that's what I always bank on. Somebody's gonna have one for a rear bag, but in a pinch, you can always use that one. Yep. For a rear bag, and yep. you there's nothing that you can't do with it. I think. Yep, I'm, I'm in the same boat. That's that's what. Took me a little bit because I really liked my mini. Um, I still practice with it, play with it, just because it's up by my barricades. But the the medium has been has been pretty good. So, have you played with? Uh, have you played with muzzle brakes a lot, or you just pick one and run it? I kind of just do whatever. I I've been running the APA, the Gen Two little bastard. I is that the one with I the like holes it. drilled on the top? Or no, the Gen, I'm Gen Three. That's what I've got. That's uh, the one with the holes. It's got the, yeah. Okay. Okay. And somebody was saying that those holes are to tune your load. Mm. I don't know if that's... I thought it was to I, for cut down on jump, muzzle jump. That's what I said. But somebody was trying to tell me that it's supposed to tune your load, and I'm like, I don't think so. No, that's news to me if that's the case. I think it was just I, people took them all out to get more recoil reduction or put them in. I'm not sure. I don't... I've heard... I mean, obviously, it's a great... It's, <clears throat> that brake cuts recoil good, but I haven't... I don't think it's... I don't think it's a tuner. <laughs> No, well, yeah, that's why I, I tried to tell you. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it tunes your recoil impulse, but what do I know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay, and then you've been running. So that's the gear you've been running, and then you've been running Dasher with 109s, Burger 109s this whole year, right? Yeah, I, well, I uh, the day before um, I went to uh, that Parma match, that yep. Idaho match, yep. uh, I loaded up all my ammo with 109s because – I I didn't know what the load was going to be anyway because uh, I had a little chamber deal um, on my well basically my barrel burned out on my other gun so oh, okay. I just I, I had to get a new one chambered up and I knew I could stop on the way and maybe get a hundred rounds off okay and so I loaded up four hundred rounds <laughs> nice. that night before and I was just oh it was like all night and then I drove up there shot a hundred got a hundred rounds through the barrel and then shot the match but. Nice. I just guessed on load. I just thought, oh, it'll be about right here. Turned out it shot really good right there. What what, what was it? What was it? It, it was like 31.6 is what it was. Yep. Perfect. And it was spitting them out pretty fast. 28.80 um, type of thing or 29? No, it it was a 29.20. Oh, geez. Yeah, it was like, I was scared. But it's a 28-inch barrel. Okay. So okay. I helps. thought maybe it's from that. Because that right now I, now I run 31.2. And they run um, twenty eight sixty twenty or no yep. twenty eight seventy. Yep, that's perfect. And that's right where I've been since I started playing with them. I went this weekend at thir- at twenty eight fifty. Last couple last weekend before was it sped up like I was like twenty eight eighty twenty eight ninety. Shot they shot good at both. They have shot they've shot good at every speed really since this. The, I opened the same lot that you have, and and that lot seems to be hammering. It's pretty fun to shoot. Yeah. It's crazy yeah, I, the difference you can. Going because I shot 105s all year and I, and I freaking love 105s, but you I can feel the difference in that BC. You just I feel like I'm catching edges more. I feel like I can feel that they're more forgiving on the distant targets for especially. I think that's where they shine is when you got a troop line or like like last week on that say that last barrel stage that yep. we shot 1055. Yep. Yeah, that's one where. Okay, you get a little gust. You with a 105, maybe you're off. Yep. But with this, maybe you can 
you stay on the plate the whole time. Yep. I agree. I think there's a little bit. I mean, it's a 10% better BC. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I think it's stated 292 on the box, but pretty much everyone I know is like 301, 302. I'm at 304, the last, uh, a G7 BC of 304 um, the last couple matches, and seems think, uh, they seem to be lining up pretty good. So, it's it yeah that's a that's a 10% increase pretty much over the you know over the 105 so i've been yeah, it's been I fun think, i've been getting a little bit of the the what the guys with the atips have been feeling this whole last year so it's kind of nice <laughs> it's, they're pretty nice like i i think that's right now i mean it's hard to beat that bullet yep yep especially for the money if yep. you look at atips and those but yep I agree. Let's talk about real quick. We're, I'm trying to cram too much in here because I got a meeting <laughs> in 20 minutes, but um, I, we get lots of reloading questions. That's guys like to get the mental questions. Those are hard to quantify. The things that are easy to quantify is how do you reload? How do you do this? How do you do that? And it's a little boring, but it's also interesting um, to see what different people do. Some people are super anal and they're, they're neck turning and weight sorting and other people are just load and go. And, very successful. Jake is, is, is more like that. Like we've talked about, he just runs the same brass, same load. It's just consistent. It works for him. He's slow and steady. I'm somewhere in the middle of getting two of them in my head about stuff. And then also just, I want I don't have enough time, so I got to get it done. And you, you're definitely more from what I've seen and talked to you on just easy and quick, just like you saying, you loaded 400 rounds and you let her buck like, and you know, that's more your style. So what, which I like to, I like people to hear. I don't, you don't need to get insane, um, to be successful at this sport, but, um, what is your, let's say you have, you're back from a match and your brass is dirty. Say you're, you just shot 300 pieces at a match and you're coming home, you have a match next weekend and you want to use that same brass for the following weekend. What, what does your brass prep and reloading look like on Monday? Okay. I'm I'm in that situation right now because I'm seriously debating on going to that Montana match okay, and perfect. I got brass sitting in the back back of the car from Utah. And I'm wasting your time on the phone here, so I appreciate it. <laughs> no, and I'll I'll go home. I just I put it in a Ziploc bag, spray some lube on it, okay. shake it around. Like one then, quantity, one shot. No, just like alcohol. Oh, and lanolin. Lanolin, but okay. I think I'm gonna try some lighter oil because lanolin is sticky it's hard to get and on i don't like that, that. Yep. i know so it takes too long to tumble so i'm going to do some sort of lighter oil but anyways besides the point yep lube it up i don't clean it because i figure well unless it unless it was a muddy match yep then i then i'll clean it but if not i i'll clean my dye about every time between okay um sometimes not okay. and then i'll just i run the the decapping pin. Yep. I pull the expander ball off the die. Attaboy. And then I run, I run the decapping pin all the way down yep. to where to where it is. And then I decap and size all in the same deal on an RCVS rock chucker. And I just I have that, that eject system and yep. I just crank them out in like twenty minutes. Yep. For those in the tumbler. Oh, I gotta interrupt you. For those of you that don't know, inline fab uh, I think it's inlinefab.com. You guys, a lot of you guys know what it is, but some of you don't. I had a, a guy message me the other day. Was like, "What? You want to go to a deal?" And I was like, "Man, just he had a rock check." I was like, "Just get the inline fab case eject system, and it is so fast to size your cases. It just kicks out the size case on the downstroke, and so all you're doing is running the handle with your right hand and just loading one piece at a time, 
it's super super quick and it's a it's a really quick way to size all your brass on a, on a single stage press so oh yeah okay that's the same thing i do so so rock chucker you kick them all out you remove the expander ball which i've done as well on from joe wall's recommendation and i've been nothing but happy with that um yeah so now your size and then you said you throw them in the tumbler yep throw them in the tumbler okay forget about them for at least usually because that lanolin stuff it takes forever to get off and yeah. i like shiny brass so yep. and i i do it most of the time at night yep. so in the morning i shut the tumbler off yep and then and you're i'll separate like the wal- media walnut media or whatever and a, like yeah you're walnut, not stainless corn cob. Yep. Okay. yeah something that something that's yep. just fast okay whatever i can get for cheap yep then i then i uh throw that in a bin um right there by my so my i i do i uh, load all off of the hornady auto progressive okay i like that um it's and that and I I use the priming system and everything on it. Perfect. I and then I have a funnel die that I've kind of mean um, Garrett, my gunsmith. Mm-hmm. He yep. he kind of tuned a little deal so that this my Lyman's uh, metal um, funnel will work perfect in that thing. Okay. And you just um, it's the basically it's the Hornady funnel die. You can buy them. Okay. But I just kind of upgraded it with a metal funnel. Okay. And you just, I run a decapping pin in the first or decapping die in the first position yep. so that if there's any walnut or media in the flash hole, it just knocks it out. Yep. And then I, I, uh, prime it on the downstroke yep. and then the next position has a mandrel in it and I mandrel the next to where I want them two thousands okay. undersized. And then I have an open position. The next one, I have two A and D's sitting right next to each other. Yep. on a bench on a separate bench right next to it and i just whatever one's ready i dump the powder in the in the funnel and then throw a bullet in as it's going down and then throw Perfect. another case in and and you and then the last position is that uh sizing or the um seating die and it i just sit there and crank them out i mean that's you could look pretty fast like that you only yeah. touch your brass twice yep no, that's pretty good. What are you – how picky are you with your powder charge on the A&Ds? If you guys don't know, it's the A&D FX120. There's like a digital scale that Adam McDonald made a uh, – I'm obviously talking to the choir a bunch here, but guys will ask. It's He made an auto trickler where it dumps and then trickles your powder to to the kernel. It can, but what are you picking to the kernel when you're charging or are you letting one go either way? So I'll do – I'll either do right to the charge or one under, but I won't okay. do one over. Yeah, I, I do that. Well, the last couple of matches I've done one under, one over, but generally I go, if, I'll go even or one under, depending on my t- how much time I've got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm even or one under, but yep. if if I that like you say, if I'm in a hurry, I will do one over. Yeah, okay. on practice ammo, I don't even care. No. Uh-uh. So, how fast ballpark are you loading? If you're taking that brass, how fast can you load a ma- say 250 rounds for a match? Oh, like I'm not like blazing. If I wanted to, I could probably do that in an hour. Like I mean, if yep. I had to, well, yep. maybe an hour, hour and a half. Yep. But I'm usually like two hours, Couple maybe hours. two and a half, or, or not two and a half, like an hour and a half, two hours, because yep. I'm not yep. like trying to really like haul butt, and I'm usually watching TV while I'm doing it. Yep. Okay, so just Which chilling. I don't yeah. recommend doing that. <laughs> you get a, that's how you get a squib. <laughs> especially, especially when you're running on a uh, progressive. 
but I'm like pretty oh, yeah. anal about it. Like if I don't, if I think I, I haven't had a squib in a long time and knock on wood, now I'm going to have one. <laughs> I, I, I had one, one time and it oh, wasn't, a, no. it, it just didn't, it didn't have, it didn't have any, uh, powder in it. Just it was climbing. fine. I just, yep. I, I just went. That's funny. Okay. Cool. Put another round in. I was fine. Cool. All right. So what's, uh, I got to hit a few more things. I'm going to have to have you back on, but what, what are you <laughs> round? I mean, you, you haven't had to practice this year cause you've been just shooting matches, but did you, uh. did you, <laughs> did, do you get out and practice much? Do you, are you just confirming zero and dope or what's your, what would be your ideal, um, if you have a practice regimen or, or, uh, you had some time to go shoot, what would you, what would you use that on? Um, I would most of the time, like right now, if I can get out and go and I'm just by myself, I'll go out. Biggest thing for me is making sure that my zero is perfect. Mm-hmm. And then, which it usually always is. So yeah. I, I mean, I, and then my velocity is good and I just track everything out, make sure it's, make sure it's good to go. And then after that, it's just a matter of like, I'll run the Pura skill stage a few times yep. on a half size target. So usually I'm like uh one to one and a half MOA target. Okay. And I'll run it at like five hundred yards and and I just focus on just making just perfect trigger trigger pulls and going through my mental process on every shot. Yep. To where it's a perfect trigger pull yep. every time. Yep. And and my level's perfect. It, like it, What's your? Would you do, do you have a speci- do you have a specific shot process or saying in your head before you take each shot? Yeah. What is it? Which people? people or is, it, or is this me, a secret? I don't think so. No, it's not secret. Well, it's what, what's secret. your what's your process? I think a level target trigger squeeze. That's yep. what I think. Perfect. I can I came up with it a long time ago. Yep. And I just I pounded it into my head like every shot. It's almost like a superstition to me i have to look at my level yep and so it's it's right on the money and then i think trigger as soon as i'm on the target it's my finger goes on the trigger yep and then and then i think squeeze and i just go through that every that every time and it 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 made me a lot more consistent when it comes to making good trigger pulls and the more the better i've got it at just being super anal about making sure that i do that every time yep the better think, I've got. I think that's that's big. I, I'll go. It's funny. Mine. I still get lazy with it. I'll do one, good one match, and then I'll get lazy with it on a few stages. Like, hey, pay attention to do your, yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, mine, yeah. I just keep my mine's. I just do BS for just breathe and squeeze, and then the level. I can't not look at my level. I leveled everything. I'm like OCD about that. So. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's funny. Some people think you don't need one or you'll naturally get, I was like, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I've watched so many oh. good, especially it's fine if you're on a prone on a regular range, but man, I've seen so many awkward positions or tripod rear or weak side shooting where really good shooters just can't their gun, especially weak side. I feel like everybody oh. does it weak side. And I'm like, geez, just, you know, you gotta have a level. Like, and I don't know why, why people don't. Oh, I don't, I don't get it. Me and Matt were shooting in New England this year, and we watched a guy. Um, we weren't, we weren't shooting with our squad at this point. They ditched us right on the in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> they heard us coming. Down the trail. They're like, "We're getting the hell out." We're of getting here. out of here. He's, Matt was running his mouth. 
<laughs> oh, I love so it. <laughs> we get ditched. So we're sitting here like, like, uh, just trailing along this, this squad, just trying to yeah. maybe bum a couple of wind calls off of them <laughs> before they, well, leave you. yeah, we get there and, and, uh, the wind's blowing left or right. And it's only going like five miles, five miles an hour. And it's a 900 yard target. So I'm thinking, Jeez. okay, it's getting close to a mail ish, yep. maybe eight tenths. Yep. And, uh, I'm watching this guy and he's hitting pretty low and way off. And I'm thinking, <laughs> what the hell is going on? There is not that much wind. Like I'm measuring how far off he is. I'm yeah. like, he's either shooting to the wrong target or something's wrong. And I look down at his, at his, at his level. Cause he had like an XLR and so you yeah. see the level right there on his stock yeah. and it's like hard candy. Just like, pegged over You can see side. it in your, yeah, you can see it with your naked eye. Like it's, it's bad. He's doing and some then, gangster stuff, man. You gotta. Oh man. <laughs> he gets up off the line and says, man, I started out like only like eight tenths. <laughs> and then, then the wind just started really picking up on me bad. And it pretty soon he's like, I'm like two males of wind. <laughs> that's, like, that's, that's called 1.2 mils of camp, buddy. <laughs> oh boy it was uh. <laughs> it was bad and then i and then i watched the next guy go up there do the exact opposite and had to hold uh hold straight of, straight up left, he held right edge <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I did love pretty it. good on the stage i love it and i was like holy moly and then i was the, or matt was like the next guy after those two yeah and he's like what do i do I said, hold eight tenths left. And he goes up there and like drops one, one target. Nice. And then I, I uh, go up there and the wind legit did pick up a little bit, but I only, I still only had to hold a mil. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. And only missed like two. So those guys were like, wow, that's pretty good. (laughs) The wind held for you. And I'm like, it held for you too. Our levels did. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's a that's a good that's such a good tip. But no, I I'm just say I just I cannot not look at my level. I'm just um, OCD about it. So so um I I'm gonna wrap. Got about five minutes left here before I got to do this call. Um, the um you you got your so practice wise you get your dope you get your zero and then and then your you just been getting rounds. Do you? Are you still hitting one days? Are you mainly focusing on two days, or what's? Or are you going whatever you oh, can? If we don't, if we got, I usually try to just go do the one days, like when there's nothing else. Um, that you'll get a month here and there where you don't have anything. I'm, I've never gone this much, so I don't really know exactly. Yeah. What I'm gonna do. Um, so I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure what I'm gonna do next year. Maybe I will, because I mean, shoot, I'm, I'm. At this point, I'm willing to drive like ten hours overnight just to get somewhere to shoot. Yeah, and because I'm, re- I got something wrong with me. But no, we're the same. It's the same. We're all the all of us do the same thing and been through it. You're in a good spot too, kind of over there where you can drive to a fair bit of matches at that at that range. You know that ten hour yeah. spot. So yep. So what do you? We'll do a couple more quick things. We gotta have. I gotta have to have you on again. We got oh, too many stories and stuff we could talk <laughs> about. But um, what um. How long are you running your barrels? We'll just do some more tech stuff. Like, are you when are you pulling uh, dasher barrels at? Oh, I pull them like so. I won't take it to a national match with more than twenty three hundred rounds on it. Okay, cool. So if it's at twenty, if it's if it's at like twenty two hundred, I'll I'll take it. Okay, I have no problem because I think I trust them to like twenty six hundred. Okay, and so. And I'll run them after that, like at local matches or practice yeah. with it or whatever. Yeah. 
because I've had them shoot to like like thirty five hundred rounds before. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I love I love this. I'm changing my whole mentality on this a lot. I've been running a couple barrels to like twenty. Last last one was twenty four, I think, and it still is hammering. I didn't want to pull it, but I was like, I can't. I think at some point you gotta you can't risk it with flights and and everything. But that's that's the thing. I didn't used to think that way, but then when I started shooting more of these matches, it was kind of last year. I changed my mentality on like everything. I used to skimp on bullets. I used yep. to shoot my barrels till they were gone I, I used to do all these things and now it's now it's more like well i'm not gonna lose over a couple of pennies so yeah yep. i'll pull them at, i'll pull them at uh you know like i just pulled one at 2200 rounds that was like really hammering but i'm saving the barrel because i'm like if, if it's a rainy day and i need yep. uh, a one match i can put that one on and i know 31 two hammers and yep. i'll just shoot it yep well, no, I mean, I think you saying 22 and you used to run them long, that's way longer than than most people. I know mean, oh, Jake pulls barrels super early. I've been talking to him. I think he's going to start running them longer. I was like, dude, I some of my best shooting barrels have been between one and 2,000 rounds. And I was like, they just seem like they just – nothing changes. Like, Yeah, that's the thing. You don't – they don't change. But they will, like, tw- past 25, 26, yep. that's where that little spot where you feel like now you're back in the 100 – yeah, uh, around mark where you, where you just like wow you start missing stuff. I had one that I shot earlier this year at a local match at it was at three thirty one hundred. Okay. When I when I showed up and I was th- and that was right before that Parma match and okay. I didn't realize how many Browns had been on it <laughs> until I until I went home and counted and then it was like Wednesday before the match and that's why I was like Garrett you got to spin you one up because yeah. I'm screwed. Yeah, you're that's and, danger zone. It, oh, it's not. It was bad because the week before I go there and I'm thinking, well, I can, I'll do just fine at this match. It'll be no problem. And I, I like was miss. I ended up fifteenth at a local match. So which, what? So what did it do? Obviously, that's a lot of people say. Well, I just pulled, but a lot of people never take their barrels to failure, and you obviously did. So were you losing speed like crazy, or was the accuracy going out too? It was shooting about an inch and a quarter. To okay, so it was toast. Yeah, it was bad. It, and now, is it because of the – I think I probably could have tuned the load and got some rounds out of it. Like, okay. I don't think the the barrel – I've never seen one, like, go to, like, an inch and quarter and you couldn't shoot better okay. yep. or whatever. It might but shoot your proven load inch. opened up. Yep, it yep. opened up bad. And usually when they open up, it's because the throat is gone. Yep. And then you've got to play with some stuff. And yep. It, it, so usually – I don't. I didn't check the velocity afterwards, but uh, like it, the match was pretty close range. But it was like you would be shooting. I mean, it was a two and a half minute target off a culvert. Okay. And and I went. There was four positions on it with plenty of time, and it and I think I got like an eight on it out of twelve, and I was shooting holding rock solid. It's like modified prone, and I'm I'm shooting with with. Uh, it's only like four miles an hour wind and I'd be like, hit, hit, way off, hit, <laughs> hit, way off. Okay. Okay. And, no, yeah. I think this and is I, good. Cause I got, I got a question from, um, well, I just, I don't think he care. I was talking to Preston teammate and he's ran creeds and ran some of these hotter rounds a lot more than I have. And obviously those are going to have a less barrel life. And so he's like, man, I just want something I can run to like, you know, 12 or 1500 rounds. I was like, and, and he knows he's had dashers and BRs and stuff. And, 
But he just says he's in the same train of thought that a lot of us have been in in regards to you just got to pull him at a thousand or eleven, and that's kind of what Jake's been doing for so long, and it works for him. Don't why fix it? But man, I'm I'm running longer. I just I've been so happy. I ran I've ran two barrels um, over twenty three hundreds in the twenty three hundred in the past couple of years. One because I didn't have anything else ready, and I had to, and just kept hammering. And then this last one, I had one ready, but it, I was like, I'm gonna. I'm just going to do it. And I just been, I've been thrilled with how well they keep shooting. So, Oh yeah. Well in Wisconsin, I was, I honestly was a little bit like, uh, I don't know what the, I don't even know what the word is, but I just, Oh, confused why you were so, uh, yeah, that's the oh, first time I was worried, worried about that barrel. And it was like, what, 2200, 2200. And I'm like, dude, cause we'll do it. I've just from the school of thought from the last four or five years, everyone's like, Man, you know, I wouldn't go much past 12, and I think 1,500 is pushing it. But that all came from guys running. I think there used to be higher round count stages, and and everyone was running hot. I mean, the speed limit's 3,200, and for the longest time, people thought to be competitive, you need to run 3,150 or 32, you know, run high speeds. Well, now we're all running stinking 27, 2,800 feet a second, 29 sometimes. But, you know, we're running two or 300 feet a second slower with a lot less case capacity. And you know, ten to twelve round round count, and so stuff. It's just a different train of thought, and I, I, a lot of pe- a lot of you guys already know this. You're laughing at us, Jake. Yeah, you guys are stupid, but um, <laughs> you know, it just well, it just to old dog new tricks, I guess, where we were all pulling barrels early, and it and it makes me because it's a bummer. Not all barrels are created equal. You can get no. um, you, you I mean, I've had a lot of good barrels, and you get less great barrels. There's sometimes you get a barrel that you cannot you can't not make it hammer. And when you get those barrels, man, you want to get every last ounce out of them. And every once in a while you get one that's like, oh, it's good, but it's not great. And you're like, I don't, yeah, I don't mind pulling that at, you know, a little early just to get into the next, you know, it's always fun to start a new barrel and hoping it's just going to be one hole and all, you know, all the stuff we like to shoot small groups and stuff. But, um, when you get those ones that are just, you know, just a perfect barrel, you, you want to run them as long as possible. So anyway. So, dude, I gotta go. I want to keep. There's so much stuff we didn't even talk about, but <laughs> anyway, I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, oh, no we'll, problem. We'll do this again. Um, where can people can follow you? You have Instagram. Just more. What's your What's your tag on Instagram? Your handle? I think it's just Morgan King, but with a U. M O R G U N. Okay. Which that's actually how you spell my name. Everybody. Morgan. Yeah, they're like, oh, you just say that, do that for fun. I'm like. No, that's really how you spell my name. I promise. Yeah, every time I type you in to text you, I, I, I do the wrong. Oh yeah, to you. I've got it now though. So anyway, oh, so yes. so this year you're setting. I should have said this at the beginning, but you're. I think you're first in both leagues right now, and you've won. Have you won four matches? Uh, yep, I have four matches. Yeah. Three in the PRS and one in the NRL. One in the NRL. That's perfect. So so burning it down i love having you know guys like you the guys just talk about mindset a little bit in the top and hopefully you guys can learn learn something or or reaffirm something we talked about and we'll have to do this again um i hate to cut it short but i appreciate you coming on i know you're slammed with vet school and everything else that's going on and and if, and if you get up to montana uh i hope you do and good luck if you do so all right well uh, I, I might there's cool. a good chance <laughs> I'm, I, you're gonna be there i already know it so <laughs> anyway man thanks again i'll uh i'll catch you later have a good one yep we'll okay. see you okay Thanks. bye, bye.